Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, welcome into another edition of the JP Peterson Show here on this very interesting Monday. We got so much to get to. What a weekend it has been in the NHL for, obviously, the Lightning uh, all over the board, the playoffs. I'm watching so much hockey. It's incredible. Um, the Rays walk it off twice this weekend. We got uh, plenty of NBA to talk about as well. So much to get into. We got the NFL draft coming up on uh, Thursday. Where are the Bucks going to go? Where's everybody going to go? Man, this board is crazy. I can't remember a draft board that was so uncertain going into the draft as this one, especially how it regards a quarterback. So this is going to be a fascinating week of sports, and we're going to have it all covered for you here each and every day, Monday through Friday, 10 to 12, right here. We thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Brian Bradley is going to join us from the morning skate uh, to get a feel for who's out there, who's not. Will Braden Point be skating out there? God, I hope so. Um, will uh, Will Eric Chernak be out there skating? We, sh- we shall see. So lots to learn and, of course, we'll get Brian's take on the uh, grand larceny that happened on Saturday night. Um, why there are not some Maple Leafs in jail today, I have no idea. Or some, some officials as well could be sitting in the hooskow. But I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you, folks. Listen, of course. This is the best thing that ever happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The best. The best thing that happened to the Lightning. Because you have awakened a sleeping giant you have poked the bear you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that it's it's not going to end well for you what happened i went back and watched the game on saturday uh from, from saturday night watched it yesterday and i just sat there in disbelief saying how the f did the lightning lose this game and then i watched you know and then i said oh oh that's how one goal they tried to disallow, but it was so obvious you had to allow, and that was the Brandon Hagel goal. You had to. Uh, the one, go- the other goal they disallowed was an absolute abomination. It was clear as day that that Samsonov did not know where the hell the puck was, and he was not in any danger of getting run over or scrummed. There was one guy near him, and that was Braden Point, and he was sticking out his stick trying to poke at it. He wasn't hitting the goalie. And, and, the, and the, the ref is in the corner trying to, and doesn't blow the whistle until Braden Point knocks the puck into the back of the net. It was simultaneously. The first one, he doesn't blow the whistle that Braden Point hits. Second one where he knocks it through, he, he blows the whistle simultaneously at the same time. Maybe even a little after. Maybe even a little after. But it was pretty close. How you review that and say it's no goal when you can clearly see the puck is not secured. I have no idea. And it gets even worse when you allow Boston to take six shots at it, the whistle already blown, and then allow the goal. No consistent with C whatsoever in the NHL. I'm not here to say that the officials purposefully or were paid off or the league wants them to get let Toronto win. I'm not here to say that. I don't believe that happens. But that said... If you were trying to make a case and you were trying to make it look like Toronto was in control of this series, you did a nice job. You did a great job. You did a great job. Because here's Braden Point. 
and by the way, this whole idea that oh, once we looked at the shot that that, that uh, Morgan Riley put on him, uh, it didn't it didn't look like boarding. My ass, my ass. Yes, they come together initially, but as Point is going down to the ice, clear as day, there is a shove from Riley into the boards from about three feet away. That's boarding, folks, and that's a major. It is what you saw what it is. What everybody in the building saw, what the ref called initially a five-minute major, is exactly what it is. How you look at that in slow motion and then say no and give a power play to Toronto? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I, I don't know how officials – if you're going to review things and still get it grossly wrong, this is where you bring into question the credibility of the officials and the credibility of the league. That's, that's horseshit. To be to be blunt, it's horseshit. And you and you can clearly see. Go look at it yourself. As points going down, there's a demonstrative shove into the boards, and it could have been catastrophic. It could have been catastrophic. And luckily, Braden Point gets back up and gets into the game, which kind of shows me the resolve of this team and what you have done. You have poked the bear. And I can tell you just from, if uh, you may have seen it, I retweeted it. We can't really play it because you can't hear the audio. But the open mics in the center uh, between the benches caught the exchange in the 10-minute uh, whatever the hell Toronto was, was telling the refs, whatever Toronto was telling them, which is, by the way, why do we have to go back to Toronto? Why does there have to be other officials involved in this? You've got four officials there, probably another 17 in the, in, the, in the booth. When you go to another outside entity, just like the NFL does, you leave yourself open for discussion of is there a clearinghouse in Toronto of people controlling the calls and how games go. The same in the NFL. What is the, what, why do you need to do this? I don't understand that. Why do those, these refs need help that are there that just saw it in real time? They're the ones that saw it. There's the ones that called it. They have the reason for why they called it. And then how you go back and look at it in slow-mo and determine that somehow it wasn't boarding, I still I, I don't get that. If you shove a guy into the boards within three feet of the boards, that's boarding. And when you do it in that fashion, when the guy's already going down and it's head first, that's a five-minute major. It is what you saw. It is. How do you reverse that and give a power play to Toronto? And then... The the, Bra- the Braden Point goal, where you're you're blowing the whistle, that's that puck is clearly loose, and it's clearly in the back of the net. It, it, it's it's complete horseshit, and but that's fine. The series is two one, it's game four tonight, and here's the other part. With Victor Hedman playing, the Lightning have been dominant. They won seven to three, then they lost without Victor Hedman. And then they came back and played with Victor Hedman, not even 100% Victor Hedman, and dominated the game. Dominated the game. Dominated the overtime. Dominated the second period. Pretty much controlled the third period as they were hanging on to the lead. And, we, of course, we saw what happened. Which brings me to my, my final point of this monologue. Vassy has to be better. Simple as that. He's got to be better. My partner here, Nick 
tweeted me that or texted me that, and I said, you're absolutely right. And people have asked me, it's kind of a little taboo subject here. And Cooper was asked about it, and he didn't say he played well. He didn't say those were soft goals. He said, he's the man. We're not here without him, which is a way of saying, yeah, Vassie's got to be better in that situation. And I think he will. I think he will. Until, until Vassie falls on his face and loses this series, if he continues to let in goals like the third and the fourth one, the Lightning are not winning. The Lightning are not winning. S- simple as that. And, and you, could, you, know, you could look at some of the other goals in this series as well. Is he playing at his best? Hell no. He's not. And he's got to be better. But what gives me hope here, and I'm, I'm resilient about this take, the Lightning are going to win this series. And it's because of what happened Saturday night. It's not, they're not going to lose the series because of what happened Saturday night. And they're all crestfallen and they're, oh, we should have won and we dropped one to a team. No, what the Lightning are feeling is right now is like, these guys are chumps. They got to they gotta freaking play dirty to win. That's the only chance they got. And that's why they're doing it. And, they're, and their asshat coach is saying stupid stuff about the refs. Sorry, I, you know, my apologies, Sheldon Keefe. You're a good dude. But that was a stupid comment. That was a stupid ass comment, and and you're the one trying to manipulate the refs by that with that comment. And and, and we'll play Cooper's response to that, who puts him right in his place. Dumbest comment ever. But but there, the Toronto was playing like a team that is desperate and knows they're not good enough, and they got to they got to take cheap shots and hurt guys in order to win the series. The Lightning were dominant in that game when Hedman has played. The Lightning have been dominant, and if he plays the rest of the way. And Vassie comes back to being what we know Vassie is. This series is over. The series is over. So I, I think in a good way, as crappy as it was to watch, and as hard as it was for you folks who paid your good money to get jobbed like that on on Saturday, and you got jobbed, and the, and the Lightning got jobbed. You know whether they did it on purpose or not doesn't matter. The officials effed that game up. They were awful. They had a really really bad night, and they took one from the Lightning that they they shouldn't have lost. Fine. Seven-game series, got time to make it up. Go whoop that ass. Yeah, my takes aren't going to be a lot different from yours. I don't know how they possibly can after what we saw. Uh, the Lightning talk a lot about the process, right? The process. Yep. And I thought the process in that game was nearly to perfection. But the one thing that was a little off, and that's why it wasn't perfection, was the guy in net. And that's, un- that's sad to say because this is the guy who's most important to this team's success. I'd argue over the past, going back to 2016 when he took over goalie yeah. being number one, oh, right? <laughs> the Lightning are and, nothing but, without this But guy. again, I don't care if it's taboo. You cannot sugarcoat it. Andre Vasilevsky has been a no-show in this series. He's been a no-show. And he'd be the first to tell you that. He'd be the first to tell you that. I mean, yeah. game one, he didn't really have to do much. Let's be completely honest yeah. here. Yeah. Game two, I thought he, the Lightning got absolutely just second, third period, just demolished, right? And he was part of that. I think he let in some softies there, but whatever. Mm-hmm. They got talented players, too. We said that. Yeah. But in this game, I thought Samsonov is the MVP of that game. Yep. He stole it. There comes a time in the well, playoffs. The stole it, but well, yeah. an accomplice. <laughs> of the guys who were on the ice, he was the MVP of the game. There comes a time in the playoffs where your goaltender has got to stand on his head and he's got to make saves. And I can think of five or six examples in that game where I thought the Lightning had a guaranteed goal, or even in overtime, I thought they had the winner a few times. And Samsonov stood tall, made the save, was cutting off angles. I mean, to me, that was one of the better games I've seen that guy ever play, yeah. to be honest with you. Yep. And I look at the other side, and I can't think of one 
save, big-time save that Vasilevsky made. Yeah, there was a tip there in the third period mm-hmm. where he had to kind of make a pad save and all that, good reaction. Yeah. But I expect him to make that save. Right. There wasn't one that I thought he stole. And, you know, even the first goal, I understand that Ian Cole, he did a horrendous job, I think, of, Awful. of trying to take a pass first away. First of all, how are you giving up a three-on-two in that situation? It's not great. Come on. It's not where, great. Where are the forwards? What are you guys doing? It wasn't great, and I understand it's a clean shot at Vasilevsky, but I don't think it was a great shot. It was coming off Noel Achari. It's not coming off Nylander, who has this yeah, great release. Yeah, but look release. where they let him shoot it from. I know. It just it kind of goes right kind of through him a little bit. I thought he could have done better there. Second goal, great tip by Matthews. Well, Cole's got to step. First of all, Cole's got to step up to the to the guy. He with, does. To, to Achari there, force the pass, and let Vasi handle it on a better angle. Yes, I agree. I agree, but I just think that Vasilevsky, when he's locked in, he probably does better on that, in my opinion. Yeah. Third goal that Riley scores in front of him, it just trickles in like that. I mean, it's a big moment in the game. There's under a minute left. The Lightning, honestly, had all the momentum in the world up to that point. I thought they had done a great job in that third period, kind of thwarting off any effort that Toronto had. And he lets in a, he lets in a dirty goal like that with under a minute. You I don't smother that. You got to smother that. I think Imblom was even taken back on the broadcast when no. I was watching it. He could not believe that Vassy let that leak in. No. And then the, the game-winning goal. You originally see that shot and you go, oh, he must have been screened or something. He was not screened at all. That is a typical seeing-eye shot right there from, of course, it had to be Morgan Riley, by the way. Seeing-eye shot, and what do we talk about with Vassy's biggest weakness? High blocker side. High blocker side continues to be his weakness. You've got to get over there and cut that off. You've got to get over and cut that off. I, I just, with it that far out? I mean, he reacted. But it was like this very late reaction, or he, I don't know if he thought he misjudged it like it was going over him. I don't know. To me, he put like a very minimal effort on that one, and it's just surprising to see these mistakes from a guy who everybody would tell you is the greatest goaltender in the world. He is. Con Smythe, Vesna winning And he hasn't goaltender. lost anything. It just, it's, it's amazing the run that this team has been. That's why when you say you've been to three finals in a row, and even since he took over in fifth— it's unbelievable the consistency that this team has had winning, getting where they're going. And it's, I, I, how, what do you want to put a percentage on it for what is Vassy? He's everything to this team. He's everything. He's everything to this team. So it's not, you know, we're not saying, oh, he's past his prime. No. He's, it's, not, it's just this is what happens in hockey. You get you go through streaks sometimes where you don't see the puck. It's, it's, it's puck luck, a lot of it. But he's always been so good. We expect that he is going to make these saves all the time and win. In games like that, the Lightning, that's why the Lightning played the way they did in the third period. They had three shots. And a lot of people are going, well, why didn't we you keep pressing and keep pressing? And I heard Andrew Chuck say in, 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 at the second intermission, they got to keep pressing, they got to keep going, which, which I think they did to some degree, but they just weren't going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. You can't let up you know, three on two the other way. And, and they, had, they only had three shots, but they had four or five, maybe even six high-danger situations in that third period. They, they, they created – and there was a – I forget if it was overtime or in the third period where Kucherov just gets clipped on the bottom of the skate and goes flat as he's going to the net with the puck. Yeah, third period. He, go, he just falls flat on his face. The referee is – He's right there looking at it. He's right he's, – he was in three feet of it. And, and so, yeah, okay. So, so – Nukita Kucherov, maybe top five skater in the league, just fell straight on his and what face. What makes it worse is later, or earlier in that period, we see Justin Hull defending in his, his own zone. He's trying to skate with the puck a little bit to get out. And there's a stick that comes ever so lightly that hits oh it, tugs God. his skate, the bottom of his skate, and he goes down. And we're calling tripping on that. 
it's the inconsistency, inconsistencies throughout the game. There was another moment there in that third period, and this was right after the whole Riley scrum where the crowd was already riled up, and Colton skates towards the middle trying to get the puck, and he completely gets tripped down going into the middle. No call there. Right, no call. I mean, they, the refs have dictated a lot of this series where they've gone from game one where I felt like they called everything, and I don't typically love a game like that. I think it mucks it up. It yeah. takes everything out of the flow. I, I get, agree. It's not a good representation of the two teams that are very talented when you're calling seven, eight penalties aside, but that doesn't mean you could turn a blind eye on no. certain things. No. And I think it was for both teams, by the way. I'm not saying it just from a lightning standpoint. There's a moment in that game where Pat Maroon uh, – I think he probably boarded a. I think it might have been Matthew Nyes against the boards who didn't have the puck. He boarded him, you know, from behind. He saw the numbers, and the refs didn't call that either. So it's going both ways, but. It seems like the big calls went against the. But lightning. the big calls, big and this is, again. And you're going to miss individual things like that, but the, the five minute, when you call a five minute major and everybody saw it, to rescind. Yeah, it, it's my thing is like. And, and, you the, can, and the allowed, disallowed goals, two of them? That yeah. Were, uh, yeah, that's what you can make the argument. I hate. This is what I hate about this. I hate being the guy that goes after the refs. Yeah. I can't stand being that guy. But like you said, if you wanted to build a case for it, you got enough bullets in the chamber to go after it, yeah. right? And, the, and does, does the league want Toronto to finally win a first-round series from a narrative standpoint? Of course they do. Of course they do. But you can't do it this way. You can't do it this no, way. No, and on the Riley hit, I mean, to me it's obvious. Like, I'm seeing all these people on My Twitter God. that are like, that's not a board, good call, and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> he gives him a shot. I don't know how many times I had to see it. He gives him a shove. It's He's got plenty of time. He's behind point for a long time. He sees the numbers. He sees the nameplate. He knows what he's doing when he goes into that board. Maybe there's not the intent to injure, but he knows what he's doing by giving him that, 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 shot. that little yeah. shove. I don't care if it's a little shove. It's a shove is a shove. Yeah. Okay, you can't convince me that Braden Point lost his balance going into that board. In fast motion, you can see it. How do you look at it in slow motion and decide that's not boarding? I, I, that, that to me is there's what doesn't no reason make it. there. You can see him go like this and if, while Braden Point is going down, and, and his if, head is and, head, yeah, headed towards the And if boards. not for Braden Point doing a good job to protect himself going into that board, this could have been catastrophic exactly. to the Lightning. Yeah. I already thought it was when I saw it. Yeah. They had the angle there. You watched the TV replay. Yeah. It was one of the scariest things I've oh, ever seen in a hockey game, brutal. seeing Braden Point trying to skate away and then fall down, and then him kind of just Agony. like gliding yeah. across. The, I thought something was seriously yeah. wrong. Like yeah, I thought too. he was concussed right away. I thought it was. A sp- it reminded me of the spleen injury to, to Chris Sims. I thought, oh, my God, did he rupture his spleen? Exactly. Yeah. I, I was scared. Watching Braden Point literally collapse on the ice and just like kind of glide across there because he he couldn't do anything, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Year two, this team's gonna Point's gonna be gone for this series, and that's it. In my opinion, I thought it was gonna be yeah, right. It was for Braden Point. It's gonna be really. And I, I was I didn't think we we're gonna see him for the rest of the night. He came back in there to his credit, and he looked okay. And hopefully, he's you know no after effects, and he's gonna be at morning skate and able to play today. But, you know, my thing, too, it's like if you want to rescind the major, right, if you feel it's not a major penalty because there wasn't the head and, the head and all that going yeah, into the boards, I get that. fine. But you can't ever convince me you go from think, major to think, no penalty. Right. I, I don't think there was intent there. Like, I don't think Roddy was trying to hurt him. I think he was trying to get, it, get the puck and, and was trying to make a play. But in that instance, was too close to the boards. He was in a vulnerable position. The, Players know that you're not supposed – you can't push in that situation and force them into the boards. They know – and I'm sure Riley, right after he did it, I think he may have even commented, like, he was like, oh, 
crap, I didn't mean to, you know, that was bad. Yeah, and by and the then, way, and these, it happens, and these but, guys, okay, and you got to be thing, penalized for that. you got to be penalized for it, and I know the backstory. These two guys are, are, yeah. are friends. They yeah, played junior hockey together, right? There's a relationship there. So not for one second do I think Morgan Riley went in there to, and to again, intent to injure, which is part of the five-minute major call, I believe. That's in the wording. Was yeah. their intent to injure and forcibly put someone's head into the boards? Yeah. So that's, again, if you want to take the five-minute major, cool. But don't come out here and tell me that there's nothing at all after the guy already went down to the tunnel. I don't think Morgan Riley thought he was coming back out no. after that one. No. The fact that he went – I don't think he was expecting that at all. I think he was taken by, back by that, and I think the players know. The players know. I think Morgan Riley – I don't care what he said after the game or he didn't think it was a dirty hit, which, again, that's fine. And but Cooper I think, said the same thing. Again, he knows Riley and whatever. We're not saying it's a dirty hit, but I think Morgan Riley knows he should have been penalized for that game. Oh, hell yeah. He's not going to say that out loud. Yes. But he knows. The players hell know. Yes. And the response that the Lightning had, that's exactly the response I would expect to if happen. If you didn't have that response, then I have, then then have, then have then further have questions. Yeah. And, I, again, I expect the same thing if the roles were reversed. Right. If – Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, I'll just say Mitch Marner for the sake because they're kind of the same build. If, they, if he gets put into the boards like that by the equivalent of Morgan Riley, which is Victor Hedman, right? Yep. So there's a much bigger, there's a large man and a small man, right, right, in that situation. You mean to tell me that the guys that Marner's playing with on the ice, in this case would have been Matthews and Yarncroft, aren't going to do something? Damn right. Of course they're going to do something. So if they don't, there's a big, big problem. There's a big, big problem there. Uh, and, and so we get back to this, and I asked Brian Engblom this on the postgame show. Um, you know, retaliation. How does that work in this? The Lightning cannot be caught up in that tonight. You, you've got to win game four. You cannot lose game four. This is as big a, a must win as you could possibly get. And I expect the Lightning to to dominate this game. Well, what the, I expect them to dominate this game. You don't have to retaliate in a dirty form and take a bad penalty. No. But what you can do is you can be extra hard on the forecheck. You can finish your hits. And after that, you saw Tanner Janot, who, again, if you want to criticize the Lightning for all the draft picks they gave up, you're seeing now why he was brought into the fold in the first place. Yeah. Because after that happened, something lit under him. Yeah. I mean, that little scrum, they, or the little the, the audio there where you can't hear much, and he was telling Shin, we're going for round two. Yeah. And he was ready. He was ready to roll. And after that, he was throwing his weight around. Maroon all of a sudden was throwing his weight around. Perry, you know, being his shit disturber self that he is, was doing yeah. that as well. Yeah. So, like you said, it did kind of awake the team a little yeah. bit. This and this is a team that has been sleepwalking all year long. And I, I don't mean that in a, in a in a really pejorative way. I just and we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's just human nature. What they've been through, what they've won. Regular season ain't going to mean squat to them. It's just not. And, that, and this whole thing has been debunked this, that this was going to carry over because, like you said, they've carried play yeah. for at least two whole games oh, of this three-game series. They've been a much better team than they were in that four- and five-game lose. I mean, come on. This is a totally different I team. think they've looked better against Toronto oh, this yeah. year oh, yeah. than they did last year up to this I, point. You look at the, when Hedman has played in this, in this game, in this series. <laughs> it's not close. No, it hasn't been close. It's not close. And if they can get Chernak back for game five and six and seven, or at least six and seven, you look at the protocols, it's probably six and seven. Um, and we're not sure exactly what's going on with him, but I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a, a protocol situation, which I believe is seven days. Um, yeah, and this none team, of, the Lightning are better. And none team. of these lines, by the way, outside of the. Uh, by the way, if I were Marner or Matthews tonight, and I'm, you know, I'm not sitting there saying there's the, t- you don't want to injure anybody. But there, I would imagine that Riley, Mourner, and Matthews are going to have a rough night. It, I think it, I think they're I think they're going to need a little extra ice bath tonight. And let's see how they handle that. 
Let's see how Marner and Matthews handle the, the physicality that's coming at them tonight. Because, and I'm not saying cheap shots, but Cooper doesn't have to say anything. He don't have to say anything. But there's an opportunity that one of those guys has the puck. I, <laughs> I would be, uh, if I were them, I would be like, ooh. Okay, and let's and again, let's see how they handle their p's and q's on that deal. Yeah, and also, I mean, I think Eric Eric Erlinson wrote a great piece on on Lightning Insider, talking about the whole dynamic here and how winning this game has actually actually, actually amped up the pressure on Toronto a lot. Yeah, right. Because yeah. now they're in the driver's seat. They're up two one, and he he pointed to the evidence there. You see Kyle Dubas, who's in the press box, That's and right. what's he doing? He's, he's spouting off with fans, you know, he's, he's having fun there, whatever. But you can see on his face, like, there's a certain look there. It's false bravado. It is. It's false bravado. It I is. feel it from the players, from the I feel it from. Players. I feel it from Keith every I time he opens his mouth. I feel it from coach. And, and when I saw that, I was like, these guys are like, oh, oh, and we're up 2-1 now. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we're good. We're, we, 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 yeah. we got this series. Yeah, F you. Yeah, F you too. Yeah, we got and that's know, And that's know, not to they say. They know. That's not to say, though, I don't disagree with what Keith said about this is a game that they would likely lose in recent years. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I do think that's true. That's a game Toronto somehow finds, finds a way to lose. And well, but, he didn't, but he didn't finish his thought. Like, but when we get that much help from the referees, then, it's exactly. impossible there, to lose. There was a lot of out-of-their-control stuff and out-of-the-lighting-control stuff that went on. Normally we would have lost this game, but we got a lot more help from the officials than we normally do, so we won. <laughs> you forgot to add that part, but that's what he was thinking. Just how is how is their general manager hanging out of this this box upstairs and and f and f bombing? I mean, because he's, he's concerned. Of course, he he's is. concerned. You Show can't, some you class. Can't, I don't care what I don't care about the result and all that. Go back to the process, and eventually, if you stick to the process like the Lightning did the other night, you're going to game series. You're going to get the results, and you can't convince me that Toronto's process has been anywhere close to the Lightning's through three games. Yeah, it has not been that way. Dubas is up there next to Jason Spezza. They're looking at that game. They know darn well they were overmatched. They were overmatched. They've been overmatched. And I've seen moments from every single line from the Lightning. The top line, the second and third lines were excellent in that game, and each got a goal. The fourth line has had moments as well. Darren Radish all of a sudden is scoring goals and looks like a threatening presence there Mm -hmm. on the blue line. They know. But again, it comes back to in net, the Lightning have done everything well except for one thing. And that has keep the puck out of their net, and a lot of that falls on 88. Yeah. So he's still going to be the key if, to see if the Lightning get out of here. And if I'm, I said Lightning in six to begin this, so they got to run off three in a row. Yeah, I see it. That lightning in six, it's happening. I can't see a way they lose tonight. I don't. They ain't losing tonight. There's I can't no free, see a way unless unless the refs go complete a you know, batshit. They could surprise me again. But. Then there's no way they're losing this game. There's no freak in your barn after what happened on Saturday night, and I think they go back to and then I think they go back to Toronto for Game Five, and they're even more resolved. They're like, "Watch what we're going to do to your little people today in your own in your own barn," and they're going to come back and and slam the door on six. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but that's just my gut feeling. I think you. I think Toronto has poked the bear, and they're going to pay for it. And the and the and, you know the and again. If the refs want to keep disallowing goals and not calling and doing the, the shenanigans that they did, you can't overcome that. You can't. As, as you're, you, Toronto's too good to to. They're a good hockey team. I'm not going to say they're bad, but the Lightning are better with Hedman on the ice. There's no question. But if if this continues, 
which I, you know, I can't imagine it will. And if it does, then they do have an agenda, and I'll, I'll say that for sure. All right, let's get into some of the sound on Saturday night before we get to uh, – actually, you know what? We'll probably – let's go ahead and hit a break because uh, I want to get to Brian Bradley, see who's out there skating. He'll be at the um, – and we'll play the Sheldon Keefe comments. We'll play the John Cooper comments. We're going to hear from Stamkos. Um, we, we got all that coming up for you. We're going to get into the draft. we got Ray's coverage as well. And uh, we, big two hours here today, folks, so lock it in. We will uh, be back in three minutes. Brian Bradley will join us from the morning skate. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Folks, there is no better place to shop for jewelry than the gold and diamond source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products. And you've probably heard a lot about lab-created diamonds, folks. They hold no real value. You will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab-created diamond, and of course, it's fake. It doesn't mean as much. The Golden Diamond Source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget, folks. Interest-free financing up to five years, a layaway program, 20% down, and only six monthly payments. 
and of course the diamond savings account where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade it's all there for you at the golden diamond source 3800 homerton road always online at the golden diamond source.com all right this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches at bay area modern medical center you can get on the new true body machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle it's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes define your body as you see fit true body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes just get in touch with them at bay area modern medical center bamc.com chris lugo and the team over there will set you up on true body and get amazing results non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime you can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. 
Hey guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S, lawgroup.com, at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C.com. Go to both of those websites, check them out, and uh, if you're in need of any representation in the legal world, the Jeeves Law Group will do the very best job and be extremely aggressive in representing you. Uh, so give them a, a shout at jeeveslawgroup.com. All right, let's go right out to the morning skate, where we are... Uh, Eagerly anticipating Game 4 tonight between the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. And our man Brian Bradley, the Lightning's first All-Star, is there taking it all in. What's up, Brads? How are you, buddy? Good, JP. How are you doing today? Tough game on uh, Saturday night. Uh, So much controversy, so much stuff going on. You don't even know where to begin, but uh, big game tonight. I'm at the morning skate. The Lightning are on the ice right now. It's an optional skate. There's probably about 10 guys on the ice, but... The core guys are not on the ice. The Stamkos, Kucherov, Points, Hedman, Vazzy, uh Really, no one's on the ice. So normally they would not be, so we don't read into anything if Point is not out there. No, Point is not on. There's no one really on the ice okay. except for some of the extra defensemen, gotcha. you know, like Tanner Gino's on the ice, Nicky Zamont, you know, Radish. I mean, all like the young guys are all on the ice. Chernak is not on the ice, so uh, to me that that's not good. means he's probably not he's not close. Yeah, but uh, Mikey Isamont's on the ice, so uh, that's good. That's good. You know he could be good tonight. I thought he played excellent in game one. You know, yeah. had that hit, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, uh, Brendan Hagel's on the ice. Nick Paul's on the ice. You know, Belmar, a few of the guys. Maroon's not, but uh, like I said, it was a big game tonight. I mean, you know, obviously we're down two games to one. Great game on Saturday night. I thought oh, the Lightning played maybe great. just as good or better on Saturday. Um, and, you know, as as I was at game one, I thought we played really good. Some controversial calls. Yeah, let's get I into mean, it. You know, let's get into I'm, it. I, I want to yeah. hear, I I hear you know, your thoughts on let's, – let's start with the Braden Point hit, uh, how that goes from a, yeah. a major – and you review it. And you – I don't know about you, Brad. You played the game, so I'll, I'll defer to you. But I saw Riley – as Point was going down, I saw him extend his arms and push him into the boards. That is a penalty on any day. You can argue whether it's a major and he needs to get kicked out, but it, without question, that is a penalty. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you know what? 
Here's the thing. If it would have been Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews, Toronto would be losing it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Braden Point. I mean, and to, for him to come back, I was in shock. Shocked. I mean, you know, Shocked. after he got up, then he fell down again in pain, wincing. And then to see him come back about seven, eight minutes later, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's, it's a penalty. It's either an interference or tripping. I don't care if maybe it's not a major um, maybe it's a double minor, but there's no way Toronto has a power play out of the whole deal. I mean, then, you know, Sheldon Keith, the coach, is like, uh, you know what, they're going after our better players. Well, of course we are because, you know what, he just ran point into yeah. the boards. I don't know if he broke his shoulder, broke his ribs. I mean, you know what, good on Stamkos to take him out, take Austin Matthews out, you know what I mean? You know, we got Kucherov and point. In the in, or Kucherov and Stamkos in the penalty box, that's not where we want those guys. So, you know, good for those guys sticking up for their teammate, Braden Point, because, you know, I think it was ridiculous the non-call on that whole play. And for us to not even get a power play, it was ridiculous. It was, to me, it was stupid. It was, it was, it was bad reffing, if you ask me. Yeah. And, and Brad, how do you feel about the fact that it took 10 minutes to sort that thing out, at least? Yeah. And and they got to go to Toronto. Why did why does four four officials who have the replays right in front of them on the iPad can call up anything they want? Why is there some discussion with Toronto? I I don't understand this. Yeah. It makes the it makes the league look bad. And I I say the same thing about the NFL. There you have enough officials on site that are there yeah. at refing the game. They know the flow of the game. They know what's going on. Outside interference. I don't know what that adds whatsoever. Um, there, well, how do you feel about that as an ex-player and, and, and an analyst of the game? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I agree. I agree, JP. I mean, you know what? Like, we have the refs here. We have people in Toronto. And you know what? It, it, it's, a, it's a call that's done on the ice and stuff like right. that. I don't want, like, football's really good at it. Baseball's getting better. I don't want to be like soccer where you're going to the triangle box. Oh, yeah, we just played three more minutes, and they're calling us back now because we think someone went offside or there's a goal. No. Well, figure that out. Like, you know, figure it out in 10 seconds. The guy's upstairs. You know what? They're not going to get every call right, let's just say. But at I the end of that. the day, they can't, they can't go back and do that. It's just It just kills the game. Yeah. I, I just don't see the. See the and then also on the on the disallowed point goal. Uh, I mean, to oh, me, it, it, it seemed clearly obvious to me <laughs> that Samsonov, a had no idea where the puck was. B, the, no way. The, the whole ex- explanation was that the puck was covered, which I, I don't understand how you come away with that conclusion. But whatever. But the ration, I don't get the rationale there. I guess because then we see yesterday in Boston, oh, a, yeah. a similar play happens. I'd argue even worse actually, and they let that worse. one go in. Yeah, I can't agree exactly your points because, you know what, when you watch the Boston game in Florida and they score that goal, like, there is no puck even in sight. And I watched it from three different angles, watching the Bruins play the Florida Panthers, and I'm sitting there saying there's no way this is going to count. They go look at it, review it, it counts. And I'm thinking, please, goal, it, it, it's on his pad, it drops down, the ref in the corner doesn't see it, but there's got to be the ref at the blue line looking at it. It's wide open. Point pokes it into the net. That should have been 100% a goal. There is no question we got ripped. We got screwed on that whole play. It, 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 those two plays are so, it, it, uh, to me, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, that if they allowed that Boston goal and they don't <laughs> allow the point goal, I mean, that that's a joke. I mean, 100% that should have been a goal because – 
you go back, you look at it, you know, maybe he said he blew his whistle, but at the end of the day, the other guy's got to come over a linesman and say, look, that puck was wide open. Their yeah. point tapped it in. I mean, that's a goal. And you know what? Go look at your video replay, which they did, and they didn't overturn it. I cannot believe it. And in the Boston one yesterday, it's embarrassing because, no, who's right, who's wrong? Like, what is right and what is wrong? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And though, and if you go back and listen to it, because I watched it about 15 times yesterday, the, po- the whistle blows after Point takes his second uh, jab at it. After the first jab, the whistle doesn't blow. He takes his second jab at it. And it's, almost, it's almost simultaneously, or maybe the whistle's a little bit after, as, as the referee is coming in to make the call. And, and it's clear that the puck is still alive. It's still alive. So how do you look at a replay? And by the way, they can listen for the whistle. You can hear it clearly. There's no, there's no yeah. debate about it. You can hear it clearly on the TV broadcast. So if they're, just, if they're listening to it and seeing when they blew the whistle, and by the way, even if he blows the whistle, there's, nobody, there's no scrum around the goalie. So and my point being is the goalie was not in danger, and there wasn't some you know situation where they're whacking at the puck and somebody's going to get hurt. There's like a bunch of guys. We see that all the time, and the whistle blows. Yeah. But that wasn't any of those situations. And how do you review that and say no goal? That may, This is why people think that the game is rigged, because when you review yeah. it and you go to Toronto, which happens to be where this other team is from, it just makes no sense. Yeah. I agree 100%, JP. I agree both of you guys. They're all valid points, and you know what? It, it was wrong. I don't think you can sit here and say they did it the right call and the, and the refs or the league can say anything. Because, the, because then you go to the Boston game yesterday, and it's such a non-goal yeah. that the puck is not even visible from any location compared to points where it's right. wide open, falls off his pad, the goalie's legs are in a butterfly position, the puck is definitely in sight, from any angle except the corner where the rep is. And you know what? The Boston goal, there is no puck visible at all, and the guy jams it in. And it's like 100%. I'm sitting watching the game last night. There's no way that's a goal. And they came back, and they said goal. I'm like, this is a joke. <laughs> like, it's like the league wants Toronto to win. This is not right. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, the, the whole point thing, I just hope Braden Point can come back because yeah, we lost yeah. him against Toronto last year. I mean, he did come back. I'm not sure what happened, but it was, uh, I mean, it was such a good game. I mean, we did yeah. everything but win the game. And you got to give, you know, the goalie for Toronto played well, Samsonoff. I mean, we got to give him credit. You know, he played really well. He stole and the then, game. you know, the other guy who really played good for them and they picked up is Ryan O'Reilly. I yep, mean, yep. he scored scored the winning goal, and you know, or tying goal with, with a minute to go and then had the face-off win, I think, against points. So, at the end of the day, he's been a factor uh, for them. So, um, you know, I like what, you know, tonight if we play the same way, I think we got a great yeah. chance, you know, but Vazzy's going to have to step up. I'm, I'm not a fan. At least one or two of the goals last uh, game were okay. Yeah. I think Vazzy's got to be better on the tying goal. Yep. Uh, you know what? The puck's yep. in the corner. He can't let that come in front for a rebound, and then Riley puts it in. That's just that just can't happen nope. with a minute to go. Nope. Can't happen. No way. No way. And we, we talked about that earlier. Um, you know, yeah. and Vassy, everybody, everybody acknowledges we're, we don't win any cups without Vassy. We're not anywhere near the team we, we are. With, with, it, it is. But this, when the guy slips, and that happens, this is why it's so amazing how consistent the Lightning have been. He never has slips like this. And it happened. He's mortal, okay? He's human, and it happened. And if the, But I will say this, and this is kind of my point in my monologue today, and I'll see if you agree with this, Brads. 
The Lightning with Victor have been on the ice in Game 1 and Game 3 have been dominant in this series. If Point is yeah. able to play and Hedman are able to play, I feel like Saturday night is going to be the, 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 the spark that lit the fire in this championship team. And I think you've poked the bear, the officials, Toronto, some of the stupid shit Sheldon Keefe said. Um, all that yeah. stuff adds up. Their, their GM in the box upstairs F-bombing Lightning fans, and I'm sure the players have seen this too. They have poked the bear. And I think the Lightning have been the better team with Hedman on the ice. And I think I think they don't lose again. I think they win this in six if Point and Hedman are healthy. They're the better team, and I in games one and three. And I, I don't think it's close. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, realistically, we should be up two games to one, yep. but we're not. We can sit here and you know cry wolf all we want. It's yep. not going to change. We're down two games to one at the end of the day. But you know, the officiating's got to be consistent with all the other teams. That would help. Not just Toronto, yep. with all the other teams. You know, like, everybody's got to be consistent. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Victor Hedman, to me, is at 50 or 60%. But Victor Hedman at 30% is better than most players at 100%. That's how good he is. He's, he's, he's one of the best defensemen maybe to ever play in the game. I'm about to have him in our lineup. You can't win without Victor Hedman. He's that good a player. I mean, you know, I know John Cooper says we can't, you know, about Victor. Victor Hedman is such an important part of the puzzle here. I mean, you know what? So, I mean, even if he's at 50 or 60%, I love it. I mean, you know, I could tell skating he wasn't near what he normally does, but he's still a factor on the ice. He's super smart with the puck, doesn't make bad plays, so I love it. But, uh, you know, and same as Braden Point. I don't know what his status is right now, but, you know, God, after watching that hit about five times on replay, I, I was, like, Ugh. wincing upstairs Ugh. in my seat, Ugh. looking at it, going, like, God, I hope he's okay. I mean, he, he just took a nasty hit, got drilled into the boards. I mean, good for Stamkos to fight Matthews. Who cares? I mean, right. you know what? I couldn't care less. They should Everybody should have dropped their gloves and went at somebody. <laughs> Even they should have took Marner out. They should have racked him up, too. You know what I mean? So what, After watching that. How do you Back think- when we played, it would have been a bra. There have been five guys <laughs> fighting on that ice and someone taking somebody right out. 100% on that one. I think the goalies would have been fighting uh, at that oh, yeah. ice. No question. Well, the goalie, the Florida goalie, or the Panther, the Bruin goalie tried to fight the Chuck yesterday. Oh, Mark, yeah. At the, yeah. the game. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mark yeah. dropped the gloves. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he dropped the gloves. He dropped the gloves. <laughs> Wanted to challenge him for a fight. That he was took awesome. his helmet you don't off see like that too idiot. often. Yeah, like an idiot. He took his helmet off. That was dumb. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. So, all right, so but, Brad, uh, how do you think all that plays into tonight? I mean, if you're Marner and Matthews, are you a little scared tonight that, that you're, you're you're marked men because they you know they well, t- they took if, especially if Braden Point doesn't play. Um, oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know what? I I just think you know what we're too like we're too easy on those guys. I mean, you know, yeah. nothing against them. This is playoff hockey. But you know what? You know who their skill guys are. You know who Matthews is. You know who Marner is. You know who Tavares is. You know, even Nylander. Those four guys, they're targets on them. When they have the puck, there is no puck. It's body. You knock them on their ass every time. And you know what? You wear them down. And you know what? Those other guys, Ryan O'Reilly and Reese and all those other guys, don't even hit them. Who cares? Yeah. Like, you're targeting their skill players because, you know what? If they take 20 hits in a game, and you do that for three or four games, they're going to be exhausted. And that's playoff hockey. And we're too easy on those guys, and I think we need to be way more physical. If we're physical on those four guys, we will win the series. I will guarantee, I, 
I think we can win the series, no question. Because you can't let them just skate around the dipsy doodle. Right. They're too good of players. You know, it's like, you know, they're hitting points. They're hitting Kucherov, Stamkos. We're going to be physical on there, guys. I don't care. I don't even care who it is on the ice. You know, Brendan Hagel's got a chance to, to hit, uh, you know, you know, or got a chance to hit uh, Mitch Marner yeah. or Matthew. He's got to do it. Drill. Doesn't matter the size. Yeah. You got to take them out. There is no puck when they have the puck. Knock them on their ass. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree that they've got to be more physical with those guys and uh, and, and give it back. And I think they will tonight. Um, we're getting reports, Brad's, that uh, Cooper just said that uh, point is a game time decision tonight. So uh, yeah, which tells me well. Uh, we were the same thing with uh, Hedman last game. It was warm-up, game-time decision and warm-up, and he played. So, you know, it's hard to really say. He's not going to tell anything to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, to me right now, the way I look at it, I think he's in because you know why I'm just saying that? Um, because I see the two guys that are out right now. I see I see uh, uh, Fleury's doing extra, and I see uh, Mickey Isamont's doing extra. So, uh, you know what? To me, that means he's not in the lineup. So, I think we have the same lineup as we did last game. Okay. That's my opinion. All right. Well, good. That's why you're at the skate giving us that, uh, that yeah. information right there. Because yeah. uh, they're doing extra skating right now, and they're not going to do that if, they're, if they have a chance to play. Yeah. No way. Uh, all right, Brad. Great stuff as always, my friend. Uh, appreciate you jumping on. I'll, yeah. I'll see you tonight up there in the Chase Club. And uh, yeah. I, I think the Lightning are going to run off four, uh, three in a row here. I think we finish it in six. They poke the bear. And, and by the way, it, it, <laughs> If you see their general manager, I don't know if you know him at all. <laughs> no, Kyle Dubas. Yeah, tell him to, to sit down and <laughs> shut up. You know, you know, stick your head out the window, start yelling at fans. Come on. Yeah, yeah, what are yeah. You doing? Yeah. No, I didn't see all that happening, so yeah, I can't really comment because I don't know. But that's it was, it is uh, crazy. Some fans were, were some fans were videoing him from the uh, from the stands. And you could you could see him f bombing the fans. So whatever, hey, you know what? It just adds a little spice to the whole thing. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see tonight. Hey, they had fun. no they had no business being in the game on Saturday night. So no. let's play the same way. Get yep. a win. Go back to Toronto and do what we need to do. So, yep. anyways, well, good talking to you guys. Thanks, Have a Brad. great day. Go ball. See You're you tonight. the best. You're the best, Brian Bradley, right there. Yeah, I, I think I think he's right on that uh, on that point about the Lightning have not. How many big hits have you seen on Marner and Matthews? Not many, and I've seen times where they've both been in the corner, and I feel like our guys have been a little bit hesitant going after those two. I have noticed that. Why would they be hesitant? I and it's it's kind of hard to explain because, like I said, I mean this has been a very physical series. There's been way more so hits in this game. Twenty-four hits. Yeah, there's sixty-two the to sixty-one. Yeah, there's more hits in this series through three games than I think any other series, even the ones that have four. I think. Yeah. I mean, never, clearly everybody's throwing their weight around, but I have not seen those guys really get theirs yet. And maybe that's what Stamkos just responded. He just saw them and said, "You know what? You haven't taken much. Let's get it. Let's just go right now." Yeah. Who knows? But I guess my Matthews was picking up sticks or something. I'm like, so what? He's like, oh, you went after a guy who's got three sticks in his hand. So what? Why has he got three sticks in his head? You better keep your – and he's talking, you know, talking mess. Come on. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, Coop also added to the uh, the game-time decision. He said he's game-time decision, but he should be good to go tonight is what he said. Okay. So, barring anything crazy, he will probably be in the lineup. Yeah, but you gotta you got to ask yourself how, you know, how injured is he? Yeah, and I, and I don't something, know if you, something, you watched something. the game back, and I was trying to keep my eye on it, but there were so many emotions in the game. I, it was kind of hard to in the moment. I was trying to see how he was skating – after the injury, I think he took a couple of shifts off. Um, you know, I can't. You can't really tell because you don't know what 
you know, Coop's trying to do in those matchups in, in the third, especially when you're trying to protect the lead and not get a goal, even though he's one of your better, you know, defenders as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But there's, there's got to be residual from that hit. There's it just no human being can absorb that and be okay. You know, he might be able to skate tonight, might be able to play, but how, might, how, how good is he? How good will he be? And, yeah, look, you know, hockey is a, it's a, it's a different kind of game, right? It's a different kind of sport, and it's adjudicated in many ways, not only by the officials but by the players. And the players, you know, they, there's been, you know, a century of history now in this game where the players police the game. And when you go after one of ours, we're going after one of yours. And that's just the way the game is played, and that's the way it's, you know, screw the officials. They're not going to do their job anyway, right? So um, the Lightning have to handle this. And, and I know retribution is not something that it's, it's something that Cooper likes in, in terms of, you know, he understands you've got to win this game tonight. Yeah, you I, know, you get, taking, a, taking a foolish penalty mm-hmm. and getting a goal scored on you, everybody, every team that's won this, you know, the first goal wins in the series so far. So if you do that early on, and, you, and Toronto gets a power play and scores, you're putting your team in a in a in a, in a very precarious position down two one. And, and they know better. Yeah. I, this is an experience, like you said, a championship winning. Tonight team. might not be the night to do it. It's not the night to do it. And again, no. they don't need they don't need to go other lengths to get a W against this team. If they play like they did the other night, I guarantee you they're going to win this series. I mean, I, absolutely. They, they've been the but, better team. You know, as I said, that I'm like, what if you know, what if Somebody takes a legitimate shot at Matthews or Marner, you know, and it's a, it's a clean hit, and they call boarding or some bull crap, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, it's li- Listen, it's, it's liable to happen. It's, it's likely to happen, probably. If someone gets a, if there's a, I don't know I bet this, you, I bet you after that. Same, will we have the same crew tonight? I'm the same, re- the same yeah. refing crew? Yeah. Mm, not sure. I don't want to see Sharon anywhere near this series anymore after what I saw. Yeah, I wonder how the what the league does about that. I'd like to see a. I mean, one, then again, I like to see the same crew typically for a series because I like the consistency. But this whole crew has had no consistency through three games. It's been a disaster. It's been a disaster, and again, it's not just in this series. It's been all over the board in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why we can't have consistency with things, especially when it's the same guys refing the games every night. Yeah, it, it's it's concerning. Again, it. I'm not sitting here saying that there's some agenda, but. It sure, but, it sure looks but, like but, it. But, it but, sure but, looks but, like it. But, but Sir Gary Bettman said that the officiating was the best it's ever been. So clearly, we're just a bunch of know-it-all hacks and, or, and no, no, don't know anything Gary, hacks. Bet, Gary Bettman has been concerned with a lot of things that don't have anything to do with hockey. It's very true. And, 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 and a lot of it has pissed off a lot of fans. I'll just leave it at that. And, and so, yeah, for him to make a statement like that, is is the ultimate in gaslighting. Like, we can pretty much see that that's not true. So it might be better, uh, you might be better served to spend a little bit more time on getting some consistency in your officials than maybe some of the other endeavors uh, that may be noble, but you've got other major issues in your sport right now, and you should probably address those and leave the other stuff, yeah. you know. And it just, again, it just undermines the talent that you have. The talent in this game, I think, is as good as it's ever been. 
And what are we talk? What have we spent more time talking about today? The game, or what have we spent more talking time about the officiating and bad calls? It's not just us. I mean, the TNT crew are, are putting up the the point yeah, non goal and the Boston goal. Wait, remember, we did this, and they're they're put they're juxtaposing them with just the audio, listening for the whistles, and they're going, uh, "What's the problem here?" Remember, we did this after this the Super Bowl. We spent stuff. we spent an hour uh, during our two hour show after the Super Bowl just talking about refs. Yeah, as a league, is that what you want? And, and what and what's the consistent theme here? Replay. Replay. Replay has mu- is just mucked up and made everything so much more confusing than it needs to be. And, and I've said this from the beginning of replay. And, and there, are, there are positives to replay. I'm not saying we should get rid of it totally. But, you know, in the, what if we had replay for 20 years now maybe? Yeah. In the, starting in the NFL? Um, we still haven't figured out how to do it right. No, we haven't. And, <laughs> and the other part about it is, you know, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Okay, I like a conspiracy theory maybe more than most, but I, th- I know. Yes, but, you do. Well, and, and let's just be honest. Many of those conspiracy theories that I've talked about have turned out to be what? A thousand percent true. A thousand percent true. That everybody else, oh, that's not happening. Oh, yeah, it is. It kind of is. Sports does not need this. You're making it. You're making it really obvious that you can control games from a central area. And this is supposed to be okay? Like 20 years ago, nobody would say, oh, let's go back to New York and let them decide what's going on here. What? So why are the smarter people sitting up there in a, in a, uh, a studio <laughs> in Toronto? Why right. aren't they on the ice? It's the same thing. Or maybe it's the same thing how the best refs in the NFL. Doing the puppeteer thing yeah. up there. You but know? it's the same thing how the best refs in the NFL, they're not out on the field. Yeah. They're working for CBS. Yeah. They're working for Fox. They're working for ESPN. Because they're getting paid a crap ton of money to do it. But right. they're up there. They're not down on the field. Right. So what you're telling me is everybody that we have down here, they're just they're the first layer. They're incompetent. They're the first layer. They're going, they're going to miss things. It's inevitable. We're the real guys. We won't miss anything, promise you. Yeah. But you do. They do. But yet you do. And you change things. And you change you things. You invariably change things that we can see with our eyes. Does not match up. So what are we supposed to think? I don't want to be tinfoil hat guy, but you're you're forcing, you're forcing me, me to, to be, be that guy. because every time I'm tinfoil hat guy, I turn out to be right, and you're wrong. And it's not just me, by the way. It's a lot of the a lot of people yeah. said the same things. And you know we have it kind of we we've seen it in the world of, of of politics, and now we're seeing is it is it filtered? Why shouldn't the sports league say you know why shouldn't we be like WWE? Why don't we script the whole damn thing and make the narratives great? You know I and now I think we even played the audio from that one where. Um, uh, somebody did a little parody on the NFL, mm-hmm. and they were they're like coming up with storyline like the the NFL script writers, and they were like, yeah, yeah, and we'll have Mister Irrelevant win this Super Bowl, and we're like, and by the way, we have <laughs> examples. We have examples. Was it Tim Donahue, the the, yes. the the disgraced NBA ref? Yes. Who was who was going with gambling people gambling and games and everything? And mm-hmm. I think he got put in prison for that, right? He did. So nothing worth saying. And there was you know there was some. Um, Pretty good evidence that the league was culpable. Exactly. As well. So nothing I'm yeah. saying right now is out of the realm of possibility. Is it that hard to believe? It's not that hard to believe. It, when you can change games and outcomes of series that will make your league more money with higher ratings in further rounds, you you, you think? Do you really think, bus- there, You don't bus- think the league wants Boston Toronto we, round two? There, you, there's business then been that would say there are corporate executives that would say, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, we 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 do a lot worse to make money. In, the, in corporate in corporate America, like we kill people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
Think about that. Yeah, but think I mean, of, think of like so. Why shouldn't a sports league, if they can, determine outcomes of series to make more money and get better television deals and make everybody richer? What's the harm? Yeah. One team wins, one team loses. I will say though, it could be puck luck, could be a call here or there. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it, you don't. I will say though, if and something... again, I'm not sitting here saying that ex- that exists right now. But why? No, but I have the argument th- to make. Is it that hard to believe? No, it's not. But I will say this: concerning just concerning it, bringing back full circle to this series. What we didn't say though is after that whole stuff happened, the whole ten minutes that it took, the emotional, the, the, how emotional that game got after that whole moment with Riley and Point. Toronto gets the power play. Give the Lightning credit. And I don't know how many teams could do that. They went on the penalty kill, and I don't recall one shot on that power play for Toronto. The Lightning dominated that penalty kill when they yeah. had to go on that power play, That's right. Right? That's right? They were able to go back into play mode, and it is what it is. Let's fight through it and move on, right? So I, that's the thing about this team, whereas I think they're different than a lot of teams. Something like that happens. They're able to almost compartmentalize it and, and throw it out the window like, hey, it sucks, we got screwed, but now we've got to go kill this penalty off. And they did that in that game. So if something like that happens in this game tonight, whether it be a two-minute minor or a five-minute major, I have confidence in this team that they're going to be able to battle through it. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's why I said, you know, this is the best thing that could happen to the Lightning. They needed something, you know, to awaken them from their, their, their slumber of the regular season. Because what we saw in the regular season, not that it was a horrible season, but we know the Lightning have better in them. Yeah. They have better. They don't lose five games in a row. They don't lose four games in a row. They barely lose too. They, they certainly don't do that in the playoffs. So, it, so it, this to me, to, to wrap up our lightning conversation because we got to get the Bucks and Rays. This to me is exactly what this team needed. It puts them in a bit of a hole. I get it, but not. It's not three one. It's two one, and you got a game at home to even it up, and then it's a best of three. And I'll take my chances, especially with what I've seen with Hedman on the ice, mm-hmm. and 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 when it, when it's been that situation. So. I think this is exactly what the yeah. what they needed. Yeah, and I and I think game. and I think the two most important players for both teams haven't even shown up. Right. I don't think Vassy's shown up, and I don't care that he scored. It was an amazing tip. Overall game impact oh. over a sixty-minute span. I think Austin Matthews has been a no-show. Yeah, I don't I think he, I don't think he's been that involved in things. Maybe I I'm would. seeing something different. And, and and that's not to say that Austin Matthews is not stepping up. That's to say the Lightning's game plan is working. And it's, and it's good. Because last Sorelli, year, last year they let him have all the space in the world. Yeah. He was Every time he had the puck, I was scared. This year, I haven't felt the same way. No, because the Lightning are not giving him any time and space. Very little. And that's, that's why I say they've been the better team. They've been the better team. The Our stars I, are getting I, their chances, and it's only a matter of time before they start to go in. The only thing that can beat this team tonight is Toronto. And I don't mean the Maple Leafs. <laughs> we'll just end it with that. Uh, and I like what Lonnie Wilkins had to say, too. Before we get out of here, if Wall Street can do it, so can sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not really that big of a conspiracy, is it? All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, let's talk some Rays baseball, shall we? It's a Buccaneers draft and some NFL draft all over the place. What's going on with Houston? Where are these quarterbacks going? Is Anthony Richardson going to be the number two pick in this draft? He could be. He could be. It's crazy. So we'll get to that when we come back. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. If you need to lose some weight, testosterone replacement therapy, get on that true body machine and it'll give you abs. That's how it works. So uh, find out more, BAMMC.com. Back at three. Folks, there are
is no better place to shop for jewelry than the Gold and Diamond Source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products. And you've probably heard a lot about lab-created diamonds, folks. They hold no real value. You will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab-created diamond. And of course, it's fake. It doesn't mean as much. The Golden Diamond Source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget, folks. Interest-free financing up to five years, a layaway program, 20% down, and only six monthly payments. And, of course, the Diamond Savings Account, where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade. It's all there for you at the Golden Diamond Source, 3800 Homerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Let's go! Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports.
Welcome back. Just taking a little break there, a little energy break with my protein bar. By the way, these are really, really good. Which ones are these? Oh, the Nature Valley new protein bars. Peanut, almond, and dark chocolate. Well, the Nature oh. Valleys are the, are the goat. Oh. I don't like the um, the granola ones, though. You can't eat those without wearing half of it. It just flakes <laughs> off, and half the bar, I mean, am I wrong? It just like, it t- totally flakes. And you, like, you get just a, an avalanche of crumbs on you. Oh. And then you got to, you know, do what I always do. By the way, on the subject of food, real quick before we get to the race, on the, I just have to get this off my chest. On the subject of food, me and Casey had our, our monthly trip to the, to the grocery store last night. A monthly? A monthly. We, we go like once a month, right? <laughs> this was. <laughs> so we're just saying you're not spending a lot of time in the produce aisle. Oh, she's spending a lot of time in the produce aisle. I'm you elsewhere. You have produce for a month. We, we buy a lot of frozen veggies and things like that. Because, you know, you don't want everything to go bad and all that, right. whatever. So, yeah. so my, my point is, though, tooth and nail to get anything in that basket that I want. Fight <laughs> tooth and nail, man. I wanted a little bit of cereal. I wanted some Honey Nut Cheerios. That's all I wanted was some Honey Nut Cheerios. They were BOGO. And she's like... It's BOGO? And she, yeah, they're BOGO. And she's like, Nicholas, there is, she looks at the box. She does the whole thing where she looks at the box. She goes, 15 grams of sugars in one, in one serving and puts the box up on the shelf. She's like, we're not getting that. And she's trying to show me over to, like, the oats section of, like, the cereal. And I'm like, I don't want that. And we, I'm not kidding you. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Ten minutes we spent on the cereal aisle going back and forth, her trying to show me the acceptable cereals I had. And my, my takeaway was nobody eats cereal because it's healthy. Nobody. It's nobody. not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Just let me have the Honey Nut Cheerios. I fought tooth and nail for those Honey Did you get them? I got those Honey Nut Cheerios. And you and know what? Bogus. I had a great bowl of them this morning, too. Damn right. Come on. There's got to be give and take. There's got to be give and take. This is uh, Casey. If I was going to give you some relationship advice in this, don't tell Nicholas what the problem is. Show him. You, you just give him some literature about sugar and processed sugar, and let him you know make those decisions on his own. Eventually, he will. But also understand that there's you know there's time to give and there's time to take. And if he wants to have a couple bowls, it's not going to kill him. It's not going to kill, but especially for for uh, sugared cereals. Honey Nut Cheerios is pretty good. I'm just gonna say, go and look I know at labels, labels lie sometimes, but there's a new label. Lucky Charms. There's a new label on the uh, on the Honey Nut Cheerios that says good heart for healthy. a hearty health. Yeah, it's and got I, the little. I kept bug. showing her. I'm like, look at it. I'm <laughs> See the little bumblebee got a little, little heart. <laughs> and these Cheerios that I have, by the way, some of them are circles and some of them it's are hearts. It's gotta be healthy. It's a bumblebee with a heart. It's, it's gotta, gotta be healthy. It's gotta be. So point is, she's right. It's not healthy. But your point is, yeah, when I can't eat healthy all the time, there's got to be some give and take. If I want a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios every now and then, hey, don't and abuse I, it. And don't I've be, swapped out real milk for oat milk, don't too. Don't be getting oh, up in the go. middle of the night. Yeah, there you go. You're saving right there mm-hmm. the sugar content. That's what I thought. Right yeah. there. It, you are. That's true. That's true. That's true. So There you go. Well, there's your weekly story of update on marriage life. There you go. I love it. I love it, and I'm, you know. She always looks forward to going back to this part of the show and hearing it, too. Of course she does. Yeah. She does. But, you listen, your, your relationship is going to be so much stronger for it. I, I just, I, I trust, trust me, Casey, my track record is good. <laughs> or maybe not. But I've learned some things. I've learned some things along the way. So, uh, all right, what have we learned about the Tampa Bay race? <laughs> Um, Dude, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> this is what I thought to myself this morning as I'm watching Sports Center, and they put up the, you know, the the home runs to start a season. Uh, tw- what are you at? Twenty two now. We're at twenty two now. Twenty two now to start a season, and I'm saying, 
please, like, this is such a race thing. <laughs> These are the same dudes that couldn't hit their way out of a wet paper bag last year at the end of the year. They scored one run in 24 innings of playoff baseball. They scored like six runs in the last 15 games total. They were awful. They couldn't hit a lick. And suddenly, they're the freaking Bayshore Bombers. I really like that name, by the I way. I love that. The Bayshore the Bombers. Bayshore Bombers. By the way, there's a Bayshore in St. Pete. It's iconic. And there's a Bayshore in Tampa Bay that is iconic. We're covering all the bases We're there. covering all the Tampa bases. Tampa Bay. And it, it, it's just, it rolls, right? The Bayshore Bombers. Now, you could say the Ray Shore Bombers if you want to. Is it a ripoff, though, of the Bronx Bombers? I don't think so, because we're putting our own spin on it. The Bayshore Bombers. That, I think it's, and I think it's a dig at the Yankees. It's like you had the, the Bronx Bombers, right? First of all, who gives a, how ugly is the Bronx? Uh, all right, <laughs> Bayshore is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it says, what does Bayshore say? It says water. It says sun. It says rays. It says, and then bombers. What if? What if? We change, we, instead of saying the Bayshore Bombers, we do the Bayshore, we could say Bayshore Bombers, but what if we make the Bombers Spanish to honor the great Hispanic? Ooh, I like where we're going. And we have this. on this team, and I just looked it up on Google. It's a beautiful thing. The Bombarderos. <gasps> love the it. The Bayshore Bombarderos. I love that. The Bayshore Bombarderos. It just, that rolls off the you could roll the You could roll the R's. People get mad. Are you appropriating? The Bayshore de Bombaderos. They are the Bayshore Bombaderos. The Bayshore de Bombaderos. There you go. Oh, my God. You nailed it. Yes. Let's hashtag that right now. Put it out right now. The Bayshore Bombaderos. For uh, somebody steals it from us. I say, JP came up with the Bayshore Bombers, but we think this is better because it honors the Latin influence of our team, which is immense, by the way. Yes. Right? Um, the Bayshore Bombaderos. Oh, my God. You came at the marketing? We need to we need to trademark that. How we've do we all, trademark that? We've all, we're already we're, the Razor are already marketing basically without doing, doing it. Doing a Mexican day. Remember we told them to do the Mexican day. Well, look at Randy doing a Mexican Randy day. Land. Randy Land. We told them to do the Randy There's Land. There's sombreros in, in Randy Land. Yes. Well, I like. Are they just li- they just they must have this. Sh- Stu doesn't miss an episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. The trop the trop. They have thrown Stu out of the marketing meetings. The, they have they have they have banned. I have it on good authority that every they send Stu. An invite to the wrong place for every marketing. <laughs> he hasn't shown now, up. No, no. He hasn't shown up in months. I've got this on good authority that he has not shown up in months because they keep sending him to the wrong conference room, <laughs> and its conference room is not in uh, New York, so it doesn't matter, doesn't even matter. Um, but no, it is the Rand. We got Randy Land. Did you see? We got also- ten dollars. T- we have t- we have literally given him the marketing program. Hey, yesterday was like Dog Day, I think, right? Yeah. Dog Day at the Trop. By the way, Bark May six, May six, which is my twenty fourth birthday on a Saturday. Oh wow! This is perfect. Do you know what May six at the Trop is? Mm. It's Marvel Day. Get out! I'm not kidding you. It's Marvel Day. Oh my god! You this got is your... perfect. I'm spending my birthday at the Trop. God, I'm gonna have to get you a luxury box there. I'm spending my birth. This is it's done. It's settled. Marvel Day at the Trop on my birthday. <sighs> my God, you're gonna be you're gonna dress up as. Is Iron Man oh, or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on. I'm a. Uh, Come on. On this show, I'm out of the closet, but in the real world, I'm an in. The, I'm a stay in the closet Marvel fan. 
Come on. I am not doing the whole. I'm not just, putting on. Just grab a Captain. I will tell America, you. Bring a Captain America shield. Hold up. I I have one. Yeah. Okay. In in <laughs> college in college we of had a mar- in college I went to like a superhero themed party. Of course you did. And I had my Captain America shield and I got the chest thing too that makes it look like I'm like completely ripped mm-hmm. and everything. Like I still how, have it. How can you not wear that to Marvel Day? Come on, man. Ugh, Break out a little bit. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. The fans would love it. Come on, fans. What can we do? I even have I even have the uh, the uh, the Thanos Infinity Stone glove too. I have that too. We got to put the whole thing together. I got the whole getup. Come on. What what what's it going to take for you to wear that? Like what what is there is there something that you want? You want a new driver? A new driver. I could get Gerber to come up with a new uh, a stealth driver for you. If you do it, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to turn that down. Okay. All right. We'll see. Let me think on it though. But you gotta, everybody's you gotta, got a price. You got to wear the whole getup, the whole thing, the Thanos glove, the the fake, the fake abs and chest, and the shield. All right, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna get extra early to the drop so as few people see it. I'm gonna sit somewhere. No, I might I might no, do. No. You gotta I, wear it at least. I'm gonna be in my seat, and then whenever I have to get up, I, it's going in a bag or something. Nope, Nobody's seeing nope, it. Nope. You got no. What's the point of that? You got to wear it through the fifth inning, and I have pictures where it didn't happen. All right. Come on. All right. I mean, well, there you go. Catch a $500, $600 driver we're talking about. Well, there you go. Catch me at Marvel Day then on May 6th. All right. There By the way, and the other thing I was going to say about the trot being absolutely wild. Let's put out, let's put out, a, uh, let's put out a, 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 a Twitter poll. The Bayshore Bombaderos. The Bayshore Bombaderos. Or Bayshore Bombers or Rayshore Bombers or Rayshore Bombaderos. You could combine them. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think. But we got to have a name for this lineup. We gotta have a name for this. Yeah, lineup. we got enough sample size now. No, yeah, we gotta have a name for this yeah. lineup. By the way, again about the trot being completely wild. Did you see yesterday on the broadcast? They came out of break, and I thought my eyes were deceiving me. A Neil Solon's big head with the Mike Tyson tattoo. <laughs> no. Did you see that yesterday? No. no. I have to find this thing. Who came up with this? If anybody saw this on the on the comments, is there anyone less I'm not likely crazy. on the planet to get a face tattoo than Neil Solon? It was literally a Neil Solon's big head in the crowd that had the Mike Tyson tattoo on it. Neil, I mean that in the in the most kindest way. It's there kind of, it is. Oh my God! There it is. That's fantastic. Who? That is fantastic. I, I I needed to know the whole story they, of how this thing was made. Was it made or was that put on post? It looks like it's been added post. It's been edited maybe. a little bit, but number one. No offense to Neil, but who has a Neil Solon's big head just laying around? There you go. And number two, what's the idea to put the Mike Tyson tattoo on it? <laughs> I don't know, because he's so <laughs> the, Mike Tyson. But the, the trop is wild, though, right now. Mike Tyson saying, <laughs> Ray Flynn, Ray Flynn, Ray Flynn. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Mike Tyson. Ray Flynn, Ray Flynn, I'll bite the E off. Because <laughs> the Ray Flynn's one. That's a pretty good Mike Tyson. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, this show has gone completely I know. off the rails. As, as we need to make a meme of that one We've right spent there. zero minutes talking about the game itself. <laughs> yeah, it's entertaining radio, don't you think? Uh, it's been great. Um, <laughs> all right, so the Rays, the Rays are really good this weekend. So Randy Arozarena, I mean, my, my good friend... Chris, the bartender at, the, at Chase Club, right, on a lark, got a Randy Rosarena 250-to-1 MVP. Mm. 
How's he looking? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. What is he, pretty like first in the AL and RBIs, yeah. or he's right up there? Yeah, and I think he said, what did he put down on that? Um, I think he would win, like, 60 grand or something on it. 60 grand? Yeah, he put down a little sizable bet, um, but 250 to 1. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Looking good. Two walk-offs this weekend. By the way, the, 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 uh, the one to the opposite field, and Bruhan pinch running, by the way, and the way he did that, he's just like, I'm not, I only need to, I don't need to hit a home run here. It's a completely different I'm just hitter. Let it travel and just hit it to the opposite field on the line and, and win the game. And that's what he did. And uh, I mean, fantastic. Absolutely. And Eflin coming back and pitching well. Yep. That was great to see. Uh, Harold Reynolds, Reynolds going uh, opposite. Harold Ramirez. Harold Ramirez going uh, um, opposite way. Yeah. We're, we're, this pow- it's just the power stroke in these guys. Yeah. Like, Harold Ramirez hit like six home runs last year, five home runs last year. Yeah. And what is he up to, five now? Yeah. And he's spraying them all over the place. He's yeah. hit him left, he's hit him center, he's all hit him right. All over the place. All, all over, the, over place. the place, this guy. who That was the big knock on him was that he had no pop in that bat. How can right. they keep him in this lineup long term? And pff, completely different hitter. And even yesterday, how about, I mean, for all the guys that have been hot in the lineup, there's been three guys who have kind of gone ice cold a little bit. And one is Juan DeFranco, by the way, if nobody's been paying attention. He's been a little cold. Uh, Isak Paredes was the other one. And the, uh, the other one was Luke Rayleigh, who seems like he was getting pitched differently. He hit the freaking scoreboard. <laughs> and then he does that. He hits the scoreboard out of nowhere, yeah. which we have to call for that one. Oh, uh, Let's hear it. Uh, courtesy listen, of listen Valley to, Sports. What was the exit velocity on this? Like It'll show me right here when I, when I play it. All right. And he oh. shoots one high. And deep to right. Yeah, it was 442, and it was 109 off the bat. Looked better than that. Looked better than that. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, was it fr- Friday night? They're down two? Friday night, yeah, with the bullpen made it. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. By the way, uh, Calvin Fauché, he's not <laughs> Jeffrey Springs. It's just... This just this in. just this just uh, in. All of my friends, who was it on here that was? We're going to make Fauche into uh, Jeffrey Springs. Like, no, no, oh, it doesn't work that gosh. way. Guys. That was that was the. I've never seen that before. They walked six guys in an inning. They scored what five runs without a hit? Without a hit? Yeah. There went twenty-two minutes of action where there was no action. Yeah, and they scored five runs. And they scored five runs on that Friday game. And you still lost. You still lost. They still lost the game. Like you the race, the, the, the Rays are just never out of anything. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm going back in my files here that I have, and I'm, I have to play the Brandon Lau walk off from Dwayne Stats. All right, but set, but set up. Bethancourt hits a bomb to make it what seven six or eight seven, eight seven, whatever. They were down two. They get the solo shot in the ninth, and then um, B Lau comes up with with a runner on. And, God, didn't you just feel it coming, too? And Brian Anderson said, you know what I'm feeling right now? And he said it. He's like, I'm feeling a walk-off right here. Yeah. He was feeling it. Yeah, and, I was, too. And here was Brandon Lau. That's and what this... happens when you're rolling like this, man. You get that everybody thinks they visualize, they, they simulate in their brain because that's what's happening. And a 3-2 count on Brandon Lau. And there! the crowd. Crazy. Crowd going ballistic. Even 
throw it, Brandon Lau getting to the plate. Watch this. Yeah. Whew. Ryan Bass got a Gatorade bath on his nice uh, Nikes, on his Jordans. Oh, so sad. On his sat, on his, on his, it, uh, but it's so funny, though. I go back to two years ago when the Rays were winning 100 games. And, you know, ironically, it was Tom Verducci who wrote this, and he was covering the, he was calling the game on Saturday. <laughs> Golly, you guys were terrible. I love him as a reporter. Uh, he's a great but reporter. Who, he was, who, thought, who thought making him the primary analyst was a and good the idea? And giving us the White Sox announcer who, Jeez, who had, Pete. I mean, zero emotion for Randy's walk-off. You want to play that? I'll get to that one. But Jeez, oh, my Pete. point is with the Verducci, I remember he might have been the one who said it. In 2021, when the Rays won 100 games, and he used not charismatic nor interesting was the way he used to describe the race. Not charismatic nor interesting. The race made a t-shirt out of it. You could buy it at Rays Republic online, by the yeah. way. And I just, it's so funny to me because here we are two years later. This is the best team in baseball. I'd argue it's not really close at the moment. And this is, they're so much fun. They are so much we should, fun. We should get Verducci on the show and say, are they... Charismatic. The team you saw the other day, they look the fun. Bombaderos. The short I mean, they, I mean, Randy Rosarena, just the I don't the no f's attitude that he gives off sometimes, like in a good way. Like they showed him the other day, and he's just hanging out there on the railing like this, yeah. just just mind his business. Remember, yeah. he did that in a playoff game, and he had popcorn and everything. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't have it in this one. Yeah, like this team is just like just walking with so much confidence right now. Like it's nothing so can touch to them. Watch. It's so no fun. fun to and watch. by the way, these crowds, yeah. these crowds. Don't look now. But the Rays are 17th in attendance this year. And I think I saw somebody uh, uh, saying, let's not get excited about this. I mean, my man, Al Bushman, said it's still 17th in the league. I'm like, look at where we've come from. And this is the first time they've marketed the team in seven, eight years and actually gave affordable tickets and done stuff that's fan-friendly. Like, the fans, the fans didn't need, you know, to have a, 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 you know, a red carpet laid out for them. They just didn't need, Something the, simple. Just didn't need the owner giving them the finger every day. Can, can we just stop that, you know, with your sister city bullshit and everything else and your, and your playoff signs and your, and your this is not a, a major league market? Like, just stop treating us like complete crap and actually give us a little bit of something to grab onto. And what do you know? And, and you combine people it. Show, people show up. And you up combine with it with a great team like this. It's a perfect recipe. Right. I, I mean, I've been, I've been lived here my entire life. I've been to three games already through the first three, four weeks of the season. I've been to two. I I've, think I I've, went to two of all last year. I've never year. been through that. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm making more of an effort. I think Rays fans would all agree. We're all generally making more of an effort to get to the ballpark but now than we ever have before. Has Stu said anything really stupid this year? No, he's, um, no, he's no. kept quiet. No. But, but he, again, I mean, are they, are they, I know, you have, your, I know you have your theories about if he's running the team or not. But let's just say for argument's sake <laughs> that he is. You know, they've implemented so many great things this year that are long overdue. Well, and it's no just, surprise here to us just, that it let's works. Let's ask the question, you know, why haven't they done this since? And don't give I, me COVID. I, that, listen, you know? I, I can't answer that. The, the COVID year, okay. I can't answer that. I'm going to choose, not that I'm going to just completely exonerate them for the years that they didn't do these things, yeah. but I'm just happy they're doing it now because I feel like this is what I've been waiting for to see. I think Rays fans, this feels good seeing the trot packed and everything. I mean, they're undefeated in the trot, by the way. Yeah. They don't lose in that building. Yeah. And you were telling me, I mean, it's, it seems obvious to me when you have a place that's full and there's an energy. I mean, nobody's going to tell you when that place is full, it is great It's there. been a playoff atmosphere almost every home game. I mean, the way— Because I think nine of their 12 games have been weekend games, by the way. Yeah, but he, yes, but again, is, we were there though for the one week that it was there during the week, right. and it didn't really fall off that much. No, nope. Thursday, Thursday was eighteen thousand. 
No, that Thursday was twenty twenty one, close to twenty two. They were going to the record. Yeah, yep. yeah. Look, you know, this is what we've always said, though. Just be, you know, just don't be an asshole. Be, be, just be somewhat engaging with the fans. Make it affordable for them to come. So, and it's not like, and guess what? I bet they're making a lot more money with lower price tickets and, and people still eating up the concessions. You know, the high price concessions. It's not like they're getting any big breaks on But that's on a that. great trade-off, though, because you pay $10 for the ticket it's or whatever, fine. and you yes. get in there and you get the concessions. Yes, when you have to pay $70 for a ticket, you don't feel like buying a $15 hot dog. You know, you just don't. So, uh, I, look, um, awesome that the fans are showing up. Awesome that they – and here's another thing. While, while, while Stu was pricing his own fans out of the building last year, and he was, he was – that seventy dollar outfield tickets for you know Cardinal tickets and Yankee games and and when they know that the other team's going to spend it and you'll get at least you know twelve thousand of the other team but none of your own but that's okay we don't care if you cheer for us or not hey Stu look how good your team's doing now that you got your fans in the ballpark huh shocking development your team actually plays better when your fans aren't priced out of the building huh shocking development how did that happen you know it's it's it ain't that hard. Yep. It ain't that hard, and and now that hopefully we're we're now that we're committed to the market, um, and I and I'm so I'm over the moon for this next series. By the way, tonight they get they got a three game set against the Astros, defending world champs coming in to the trop tonight, and guess who's on the bump? We get Taj Bradley. Taj Bradley. Seventeen. How exciting. Seventeen strikeouts in ten. In the third innings. Most ever, first two starts in American League history. Two walks. Yep. Two walks. Mm-hmm. For a 22-year-old who's pitched, what, two, two games now? Three games. Yep. Two and games. Two games. And now he's got the Astros. He's got the Astros coming in who are, who are streaking. Seven and three in the last ten. They've won four in a row. Just swept, yep. So Who this did is... they sweep? The Braves. Did you sweep the Braves? I think they did. They swept the Braves. Yeah, I think they did. Because so, I saw some Atlanta fans bitching about it. Let me double-check that. They double swept check the that. Braves. Check, double-check that. Um, wow. They swept the Braves. They swept the Braves. Was that in, in Atlanta, too? It was in Atlanta. So Houston's coming in really hot for this one. So Smoking hot. Let's see what the Rays have. This is this is by far the biggest, so got, this is got, the biggest test right here. The defending champs coming in on a four-game win streak. Yep. Just swept the, the Braves. You got the Rays undefeated at the Trop. Something's got to give. Twenty-two home runs in a row. Who yep. they pitching tonight? Uh, Jose Urquidy. Okay, um, Urquidy, not not bad pitcher. So this is a titanic matchup tonight. It'd be very interesting to watch. Of course, I'll be watching something else. Oh, I'll be working. Well, I'll be at, I'll be at home, so I'm gonna have because I'm gonna have my Taj on my left, and I'm gonna have the lightning on the big screen, obviously. Eating keep your honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> My honey nut Jerry with your Thanos glove and Captain America costume on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also too, there's been some scuttlebutt. Thomas no, Casper yeah. says MLB is running the Rays. I believe oh, it. Well, I believe it. That's not what I was going to say. But he has put another comment here. There's there's a lot of scuttlebutt that they're going to open up the upper deck. They might have already done it. I'm not sure Ooh. for the Yankee series. Scuttlebutt, which is the game on May 6th, by the way. It's against the Yankees. Oh, you so oh, you'll I'm, feel it. I'm yeah. there. I'm there. I'm there. Half of Mexico will uh, be here. But yeah, if they open up the upper deck for that, <laughs> I mean, 42 is expensive. You imagine that though, if they open up the um sorry. I'm gonna disregard your comments. <laughs> On a real note, if they open conspiracy up theory. Yeah, your conspiracy theories are the off the rails. Open. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no no evidence there. Anyway. Anyway, I'm trying to ask a tangible question here. 
I just have to laugh. Let's just say anyway. this. The Rays keep are still hot by the time the Yankees come in here for the May 5th to 7th series. Let's say they open up the upper deck. The Yankee fans, obviously, you know. Pour in. Upper deck open. Let's go. Can we get close to 30,000 for at least one of those games, On Saturday or Sunday? Cinco de Mayo. Can we get 30,000 in that building? Sure you can. Cinco de Mayo. Oh. Cinco de Drinko. Let's do $5 Coronas and it's going to be on. Well, let's, let's be honest here. Cinco de Mayo is taking a back seat to my birthday. Oh, of weekend, course. So. Of course. Absolutely. No. Come on now. What is... Uh, <laughs> seis. Seis de Mayo. Seis de Mayo. There you go. Seis de Mayo. Seis de Mayo. It doesn't mile. have quite the ring to it, but we'll go, we'll go with it. <laughs> hey, but you know it does have a ring to it, right? What? The Bayshore Bombaderos. The Bayshore Bombaderos. <laughs> so, I love Summary that. of discussion. We are watching the Bayshore Bombaderos go to work every single night, and it's entertaining so as all let's hell. Do, let's put the Twitter poll out. So we got Bayshore Bombers, Bayshore Bombaderos, Rayshore Bombers, and Rayshore Bombaderos. I like Bayshore Bombaderos because of the alliteration, because of the two Bayshores in St. Pete and Tampa. Bayshore is a, you know, that's a, that feels like a, a Tampa Tampa Bay region type thing, and the, and then you're honoring the Latino influence of this team with the Bombaderos, and you get to roll the R's. Has charisma, it has flash, it has everything. It's like, perfect. You know what? It's In perfect. Fact, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trademark this. We're gonna put it on the air right now, and we're gonna trademark it. Let's put that in there. We're trademark it, and we're getting T-shirts made. Bayshore Bombaderos of the J.P. Peterson and the J.P. Peterson Show. Love can we reach out to Smack Apparel and yes. get our own T-shirt? Yes, we can. I think we, 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 will, we will co-brand with them. We will co-brand the Bayshore Bombaderos. Yes, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a text right now. So we'll put this out. And um, what's, the, what's the picture going to be? It's got to be Randy. Right? Or, or is it a collage? Is it a collage of the, of the, of the Bombaderos? we got to get a collage. But Randy could be front and center. Yeah. So Randy... Randy, Yandy, Harold. Does Bilal get on there? Because but he's, he's not Latino. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the whole team. It's the whole. We can't put the whole team on it. No, but I mean, it's representing the the, the lineup. But I think those we got three. Five, what, what do we have? Five guys with. I would put six guys on it. Six. That's a lot of. I put of, six guys on. It's a lot of artwork we're getting into here. So I, I put. Six, I have. A, I have a vision already for what it looks like. But I got six guys on it. Randy's center, and then he's kind of complemented by all five. Yandy. Wander, uh, Brandon Lau, Yandy Diaz, and who am I missing here? Harold Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. my guys. Yeah. I'd throw Isak on there, but he needs to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. The Bishore Bombaderos. I love it. All right. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some NFL. And um, who are the Bucks taking? How many, how many different players have you seen on their mock drafts? And I saw one last night where they had to pick between – an offensive tackle and an edge rusher, which I think it's coming down to. And it depends on who falls to them, but eh, we'll talk about it next. We'll, we'll hit it when we come back. Quick break here. We're brought to you by the Golden Diamond Source, Italian Auto Insurance, and American Mortgage Services as well. It's, uh, it's still April, and Diamond is the birthstone of April, so they've got 15% off certain diamond jewelry at the Golden Diamond Source. Saw uh, old Steve Weintraub. They had some pictures posted this week of their new advertising campaign. He's got, got the Godfather suit on him, like he's the Godfather of gold. He's the Godfather of gold and diamonds. Um, so yeah, love that. Back in three. 
insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Folks, there is no better place to shop for jewelry than the Gold and Diamond Source. They are the family jewelers, and they will treat you like family. They'll make it a fun experience. People come from all over to shop at the Gold and Diamond Source because of their great customer service and incredible, impeccable reputation. No sales pressure, no intimidation, and they have the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds. And by the way, diamonds are the April birthstone. So this month only, they are offering 15% off their diamond birthstone collection available on just select products and you probably heard a lot about lab created diamonds folks they hold no real value you will have no resale value whatsoever with a lab created diamond and of course it's fake it doesn't mean as much the golden diamond source has plenty of options to accommodate any budget folks interest-free financing up to five years a layaway program 20 percent down and only six monthly payments and of course the diamond savings account where you get full value of your diamond when you look to upgrade it's all there for you at the golden diamond source 3800 Omerton road always online at the golden diamond source.com ladies and gentlemen let's rock this is fan stream sports with jp all right welcome back to the jp peterson show as we uh, roll through there chris lugo is going to join us in just a little bit from bay area modern medical center I said, um, you are, you know, obviously he, he works with the, with the military, with the National Guard, and I said, you need to explain to me how Braden Point survived that hit because it looked like he got, you know, that collision with the boards must be, there must be something similar to what happens on the battlefield, like an explosion or something because that was, I don't know how he got up, so I'm going to ask him that. Um, and DeMar Hamlin came out this weekend and said uh, – it was commotion cortis that caused his heart to stop. Um, so he can now talk about that, which is interesting. Um, so we'll ask him about that. And, of course, uh, if you have any questions for the good doctor, um, go ahead and put them on there about uh, weight loss or um, 
we, we talked a couple weeks ago about staying young in your 50s and 60s. Any health questions you have at all, just uh, dial them up and we'll get to Chris Lugo here. After we talk a little bit of Buccaneers and also Thomas Casper says, Los Diablos Reo. Reos. Well, that's Devil Rays in Spanish. So that's not really a nickname. It doesn't really talk about them being power hitters. So, uh, Thomas, we got to come up with something better. Vote. Which one do you like, Thomas? Did you like, like Bombaderos? Bayshore Bombaderos? That's my favorite. We're putting up a Twitter poll. Right? Did we put that up? Yeah, we did. All right, there's a Twitter poll. Bayshore Bombaderos or Bayshore Bombers or Rayshore Bombers or Rayshore Bombaderos. One of those. And then um, we're going to try to get a little T-shirt made, get some merch made for you. So you can wear it to... Uh, Cinco de Mayo, or Seis de Mayo on your birthday. Mm. There you go. You can wear that shirt with your Thanos glove and everything else. All right. Um, so this morning I'm watching Get Up, and they're talking about Houston not taking a quarterback at number two and not trading out of the pick and taking Will Anderson, their edge rusher, because they're, they have a new uh, – D'Amico Ryans is their new coach. He's defensive-minded. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a quarterback. Unless yes. you think Davis Mills is – is Davis Mills still there? They, hey, he's still there. Still there. And Case Keenum. I don't think he's the guy. I'm not sure Case Keenum is the guy. And you got your pick of the litter, so to speak. Otherwise, it looks like the Panthers are going to take uh, Bryce Young, yep. which I'm glad to see. So C.J. Stroud's going to be sitting there for you. You're going to take Will Anderson. You're not going to trade out, and somebody's going to come up and get him. Like I don't, Now, you told me that they're doing a lot of work on Hendon Hooker, which I think if they come out of the draft with Will Anderson and Hendon Hooker, it's a home run for Houston. That's, that is a home run. And that's pr- probably pretty doable because they got what five and twelve. Yeah, I believe two and, two, 12. two and twelve, two and twelve. So they got two and twelve. So they can move back. I, I think they really hold the key to the draft. I think the Panthers are sticking and, and taking uh, Bryce Young, um, but I don't think I, I, Houston's. If they take Will Anderson there at number two, people are going to lose their minds. Well, it seems like they like Tyree Wilson. More than they do Will Anderson. Really? That was what Peter King wrote in his, his Monday morning quarterback column this morning. Who did Peter King say the Bucks were going to take? Uh, Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. Boy, I saw some tape on him this morning, um, and he is just a monster. He is a monster. I love the physicality that he plays with. Uh, if they take him, that guy I think is going to Can't be, hate it. No. It, that's a, that's a, I don't think that they're as married to an offensive tackle as many people think. Um, it would not shock me if, if they go edge rusher. Now, what if one of those edge rushers fall to them? And there's some great ones in this draft. Do you do – you, let's just put it this way. You have a better chance of getting a good edge rusher at 50 and yeah, a great like, tackle at 19 yes. than you do of getting a great edge rusher at 19 and a good tackle at 50. Yeah, and this and this edge rusher class is more deep right. than tackle. My if point. you try to wait for fifty to get a tackle, you're not you're, getting you're not getting a good one. You're not getting not getting a good no. one. No, I agree. So that that's not a smart that, that's a pretty that's allowing the draft to come to you mm-hmm. instead of forcing a pick. So but if there is, you know, a, an edge rusher that falls to you that you really feel is elite. Yeah. And and he, it, you know, it just happens to be there at 19. I think you got to make the pick. Yeah, and, and one of those guys, I know that they had. And in the I don't building. think it's going to be outside edge rusher or tackle. Now, if one of these quarterbacks, if the top four quarterbacks falls to you, or even I'll put Hendon Hooker in there, if they're all there at 19, 
I'm getting the feeling that none of them are going to be there. Yeah, I don't. I think because you're right. that was also what Peter King added. I think you're right. Is Houston? They did a lot of work on Hendon Hooker, and they think they can get him at 12, which mm-hmm. I think they can. I think they can as well. And I don't think for one second Anthony Richardson's making it past. I don't think Richardson and probably Levis. I mean, this is all. A lot of this is probably smoke screens yeah. when you get close to the draft and everything, and yeah. all these horror stories about That's CJ I Stroud yes. that are all of a sudden coming out, which is odd. I don't believe for one second these guys are all going to fall. At all, it's mm-hmm. really it's really just a question of where Hendon Hooker goes in this right. in this round. I yeah. think everybody else to me is solidified going in the top ten somewhere. And I'm, if they take Hendon Hooker at nineteen, if he, I don't think he's going to be there. But if he is, and they take him at nineteen, I will not be one of those guys yelling and screaming on Monday. I'll be like, salute! You got to get a quarterback. They still don't have one. It's it's a need. They might have one, but we don't know. And you need more options than not. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Chris Lugo is going to join us. Uh, we'll ask him those two questions I just mentioned and any other questions that you may have for Chris Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medical Center about weight loss, nutrition, health in general, um, whatever you got. Uh, Chris Lugo is here to answer them on Monday. So we'll be back. Quick break. Stay with us. Gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan stream sports. All right, welcome back. As we chat with our good friend Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern Medical Center. And we've got questions. We always got questions. What's up, Chris? How are you, my friend? Good morning, guys. Can you hear me okay? We can. You sound great. Look great. Everything's great. We'll pop you up here on the screen. There you are. Um, hope you had a good uh, time away. Thank you for your service uh, for the military. How's Thanks. everything going in the military? Everybody happy? Everybody everybody ready to go? Apparently apparently, we may need you all very soon. 
with what's going on in the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Alfred's getting a little uh, riled up again, huh? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good He's to that way for a while. Yeah. It's finally just coming to the, to, the, uh, to the light now. Yes, well, it's good to have you back uh, here on, on this Monday. So I was reading this story the, over the weekend because we talked about this when it happened. DeMar Hamlin died on the field, resuscitated twice. Um, and we just had no idea, you know, we were just, you, you were just looking at, and observing. And of course you've had great experience with this, um, and a lot of, a lot of different, uh, situations. So you were the one to ask. And he's now, when he was first asked about it, he said, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. What happened mm. to me? And it, was that, that his exact words? He used the stray hand. Um, he told Strahan he didn't want to talk about right. it. Right. He didn't want to talk about it. I think when Strahan pressed him, it was like something to the effect there was some outside yes. influence that was not allowing yeah. him to talk about it. I don't remember the exact words, but that was the concept. And now yeah. he's saying it was commotion cordis. And my question is, well, if it was commotion cordis, why didn't you just say that at the time? I think so. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory, but I'm not trying to brag here, but I've taken care of a lot of patients who've literally went into an arrhythmia in front of me. When that pump stops priming and stops pushing out blood, like any pump would do, water pump, whatever it be, the pressure drops out of the sky. You don't hit somebody, okay, commotion cordis. You stand up, you look at them on the ground, you wobble for a second or two, and then you fall down. It doesn't happen that way. It's literally lights out. So... I think that's a bullshit answer. Sorry, I'm cussing, but I think it's bull. We love that. It, 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 to me, it's not legit. So either one, he did some illicit drugs to get amped up for the game, mm-hmm. okay, which probably didn't help the situation. Or two, this could have been a COVID vaccine where he threw a clot. Yeah. He could have the MTHFR gene, the methylene tetrahydrofolate gene, putting him at an increased risk for throwing thromboembolism, throwing a blood clot. But we talked about this before. You don't have a heart attack, and then they pronate you. They put you on your belly for recovery in the ICU. That's not heard of. And I've taken care of a lot of patients who've had heart attacks. We've never done that before. We only do it when we're trying to oxygenate the lungs. And that's where it really came about even more common when we did COVID. So okay. that so, so that was and that's what happened on the field. They turned him over and they had to resuscitate him. So that's what we saw. So based on the evidence of what we saw, not what we're being told that we can't confirm, but what we saw couldn't be commotion cordis, in your opinion. My opinion, no. Okay. To me, we talked about this Inky Johnson. I thought he tore something, right? Right. right. Stood up, lost the blood pressure, and then he bled out, basically almost bled out. But uh but normally when that happens, when you when you get a arrhythmia when you get a disruption of the regular rhythm that pump stops priming that pump stops moving it's just quivering basically Mm -hmm. and it's not pushing blood out pressure drops out of the sky you're not able to stand so he would have in that situation when he got hit in the chest it was commotion cortis he would have laid on the ground he wouldn't have gotten up if it was commotion cortis right his pressure should have dropped out of the sky and he should have collapsed on the ground immediately and that's not what happened. Now, if, if it were a clot, you would be able to stand up and then then hit the ground. Sure, because you're, you're still perfusing blood to the other parts of the heart. Right. It's not like one artery. It could have been one clot, one clot to one artery that caused that. No. Yeah. 
Well, we'll uh, we'll see how, where where that goes from here. But I we'll probably never know the answer. Of course, now. of course, right? Exactly. So. That's my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is. Well, you, it's, a, it's a pretty learned opinion based on the evidence. So then right. you probably right. won't. You know, there won't be a lot of people that, with the courage enough to say that. So we appreciate you. And it's just your opinion. It's based on your experience. So it is right. what it is. They're not saying it's right. And I lost but, that bet because I really thought after this he would never return to football ever again. He has damaged goods. You know, Nick knows people who've gotten less injuries than this, who literally haven't died on the field, who've never come back and played again. This guy died on the field. Yeah, twice. And is coming back. These guys, as you know, go through rigorous physicals in order to get cleared because I'm only going to give you millions of dollars. We want to know you're in tip-top shape. This guy freaking died. Yeah. Like, seriously? It's it, weird. Yeah, it really is. And, and some people have said maybe it was, it was because of COVID or what have you. But And I've heard there, there are some – I'm trying to think of the athlete, um, hockey player. Uh, uh, is it Taze? Who's suffering from long COVID. Have you have people come to you and suffering from long COVID? I've seen some protocols online about how to you know try to get this this spike protein out of your blood system. Uh, do you have any protocols? What's working? What are you hearing? Yeah, so I I follow the guys at flccc.net. That's the protocols that I use. They've got one of the best reputations, Dr. Perry. You you know him. Yeah, uh, they've got one of the better pro- protocols. But it's not a one size fits all. It's it's still long arduous task to, to, to help. Uh, any, 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 if, if there's something going on, contact you and if, if they have long Definitely. COVID, yeah. And, and, and you Definitely. have a protocol for him. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I know he's not the only one there's, there's people that are suffering from that. And I don't know if it's from vaccine related or COVID itself, but it seems to Correct. be, um, you know, there, there's issues there. Uh, all right. Yeah, I have I to ask you. Yeah. Um, you've seen a lot of traumatic injuries in your, in your day. Braden point going into the wall head first. He just got his head out of the way. Thank God. But man, I didn't think he was getting up and then he falls to the ice. Uh, your, your thoughts on what you saw. I watched it live. It was nasty. I thought it was flagrant because if you slow it down, uh, push them. Um, he pushed him. Yeah. He hit him on the ass with a stick. That to me is flagrant. Yeah. Uh, if he lets up and tries to grab him, that's a different story. He didn't. He got that little nudge right at the split second end. That to me was flagrant. Should have been a five minute penalty, but that's beside the point. Uh, nasty hit, um, but Braden points a beast, really and truly. I mean, that guy's taking some serious nasty. Last year, nasty yeah. hits, gets up. I mean, he fights. The guy's, the guy's, tr- has a tremendous heart and is a tremendous athlete. Comes back into the game. Are you kidding me? Comes back into the game. Like, that's insane. I mean, yeah. Uh, that, insane. I, yeah, I, I just don't understand how the – and there's another hockey player, I forget his name, got cut with a skate, 72 stitches. Morgan Barron. Morgan Barron. Yeah. Came back into the game, Doc. Are you? Should you be sweating on 72 <laughs> stitches in your face? Is that what you're – when you have somebody – they do it all the time, right? That's what. That's, that's these are you know, high athletes. These are guys you would never see an NBA athlete do that, right? I'd be I'd be hard pressed to see an NFL guy do that. Baseball never player, MLB. no, way. No. <laughs> no, no, only NHL guys. NHL NHL guys are definitely a, a, a step above most other athletes. Yeah. All right. So what's going on over at your office? I know you got the True Body Machine and all those things working. I got to get in there. I'm sorry, I've been so freaking busy yeah. and everything, but we got to get in there. Yeah, it's insane. Like that everyone's jumping on the True Body. They're they're seeing the results. It's pretty impressive. It really and truly is. Um, it's a, it's a great transformation. 
So you guys will see some more before and after pictures soon, hopefully. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to see that on your Instagram. You got you got any particular stories of people that have come in and and what kind of results they're getting? You know, yeah, I mean, no, so we just posted one guy who just did six flex treatments and looked like he took almost two inches off his belly in three weeks. It was pretty remarkable. That's just strengthening the abdominal walls. A lot of us have very weakened cores, weakened rectus abdominis muscles, the six-pack. And just by strengthening that up, that sucks in that gut and really helps with that visceral fat all on the inside that's pushing out, makes it just pull in. It looks, it's pretty impressive, really, truly. I'm a pretty pragmatic guy. You are. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed by what we're seeing so far by this. 